0: Welcome to the Games Revealed Podcast, brought to you by Bunny Strike Studios. This is James. And I'm Tyson. Damn. Diamond
1: Hands Tyson. I forgot about his diamond
0: hands. <laughs> That's I the last time I'm going to do it, probably. I'm Shagwiff. No, it's not. You're always going to do it. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> You're always going to do, do it. I love it.
1: Oh. Uh, so. I'm going to get Michael Jackson gloves, the shiny kind with all the sequins on it, so I can be literal diamond hands. <laughs> I'll just be spirit fingering all the time. <laughs>
0: don't finger spirits, dude. Oh. So... Just, just like the game that we're me. going to be talking about today was remastered. We had to remaster our podcast, but we're getting into it because uh, probably not a lot of uh, understanding of what we just talked about, but Black Mesa is the game we're covering today and uh, we tried recording it once. This is our second time. The first we time is amazing. A, the second uh, time is gonna be Resonance
2: better. cascade on our original. Yeah, it, uh,
0: <laughs> pretty much. It, it crashed my computer and now it's, it crashed the
2: podcast. It so. James. James, the other day, was like, uh, that's a, you know what, no, it's, it's probably fine. Probably. <laughs> it wasn't. But here it wasn't. we are. <laughs> 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 yeah, so if you don't know what
0: Half-Life 1 is, uh, Black Mesa is essentially a reimagined love note of Half-Life 1 where you follow or you take control of Gordon Freeman and you essentially survive a a residence cascade where aliens come into the world, start taking it over, and you have to go and defeat a baby at the end. That's... That's Half-Life 1.
2: You do have to go defeat a baby at the, the
0: end.
1: end. Leave comments for us at the end. <laughs> Let uh, us know what you thought.
0: The company that... Or the developers are called the Crowbar Collective, which mm-hmm. I think is pretty awesome.
2: Oh, super awesome. It's, Great uh, name. Oh, yeah. It, it's
0: it's Especially amazing. Especially since
2: it's a volunteer group. Like, that's really cool.
0: Yeah, and so... And this is one of my favorite games of all time, Is at least Half-Life is, and I'm sure we'll cover Half-Life and its development and all that stuff in a later podcast, but Black Mesa is very much uh breathing the like half-life 1 bringing it into the new world with a fresh breath. So, uh just let's get into it with some fun facts. That's what I kind of want to get into it with. Uh starting out, the uh Zen chapters were released with the final ninth being released before the year was out. So, last year March 6, 2020, depending on when you're listening to this, I guess mm-hmm. I need to put definitive dates. Uh, That was when it was released, but up until that point, they were releasing chapters after chapter. I played up until the last two chapters with the beta, Mm -hmm. and then um, Mm -hmm. and I felt like I never had any issues, and then they released it and all these issues.
2: Oh, that was the opposite for me. (laughs) Yeah, right.
0: And uh, 15 years is what it took to to make Black Mesa. So it it took a long time for them to redo the um, Zen world, but with the Black Mesa, it is not a real research facility, but it's a real place, which is kind of interesting. Um, And it's one of those things where I'm like, even growing up, I'm like, but is there a secret base there? (laughs) Maybe, maybe Valve knows something we don't know. What What if
1: Valve actually has their main actual secret headquarters there? That would be amazing.
2: Oh, and they have an island for me. I always was pretty like savvy on the fact that it was their spinoff version of Area 51. Yeah, so I was like, Yeah, it makes sense because like Area 51 is tired, everyone's wore it out. So I like Black Mesa, (laughs) sounds cool. The idea of having a secret base like up in the cliffs is super rad, it's like very James Bond esque, you know what I mean? So I really like that, but it's very obvious where the influence comes from. Oh, yeah,
0: and they really like they show that. Black Mesa, Red Cliff, Rock off in the beginning of the game, especially in Black Mesa. Like, in, in, in the regular uh, Half-Life, they did a good job, actually. Black Mesa just makes it even more beautiful to be hot as hell. Yeah. And so uh, one little last piece of thing. It's not it's, it's a, not really a fun fact. It's just something that I experienced. Uh, if you run up to the soldiers and shotgun them in the face with the uh, with the two shells option... Mm. Yeah, their brains are going to fly out of their head, and it is awkward because, uh, well, disgusting, whatever you want to say, because you can run. You can—we've talked about this. You can go so fast in this game yeah. and just run.
2: Yeah, you move quick. You so
0: I run really quick, and at the same velocity, I shot the guy's head out, like this medic's brain—not head out, but a brain out of his face. I could see it the whole time as I was running forward. Yes. It just flopped to the ground. It's just <laughs> his brain that's intact. Was I'm that like,
1: Now, did that do that in the original? Or is that a black mesa upgrade?
2: They uh, they exploded but I think it was more like arm, arms and legs, and then just chunks of meat that you saw in the old ones. Usually, in
0: um, this, it's arms and legs. In the original, it was like body parts, like usually like an org, like a liver or something like that. Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's yeah. So it's it still kind of lives up to the Half-Life one, but then they add some more. I don't remember brains, but the brain I remember was spines. Pretty, I uh, feel like, like
2: you yeah. see spines.
0: Yeah, I th- yeah, I think you're right on that, and I think that's kind of a influence from the good old days of like Doom and all that. <laughs> yeah. And so,
1: first time I experienced that was in Soldier of Fortune a uh, video game for Xbox back when all games on Xbox were great. Yeah. Soldier of Fortune, their bodies would just explode. Limbs would come off. I was like, Oh, that's the first time I experienced that. And I've never I'm, been violent. I'm just <laughs> having trouble
2: under, understanding James's hesitancy to be Highlander. Like that can only if be I one. shot If I shot a soldier's brains out and I just got stronger every time, stronger, <laughs> that's a, that's where I want to be, man. It's like modern Highlander except for instead of a, katana you run around with a shotgun and just there can only be one <laughs> you blasting
1: people out or if you're gently, Problem is, you is when you say, eat the you eat the brain afterwards yeah. that's
2: where james ran into the issue is he yeah. started eating it A little bit of hannibal lecter a little bit of
1: highlander I mean, it's, it's crap i could have I, <laughs> I, I would if i could uh, <laughs> one of my facts that i liked was 247 the number 247 is written throughout the uh the game and you can even clip yourself out and like go explore secret areas and they have 247 written there too so i started looking it up and there are some theories that it was like uh 24 7 hell 24 7 torture pain all this jazz like that but it never made sense right 24 7 usually has 24-7 so then i went on a little dig hunt and i found the actual correct theory and this is the official bunny strike stance on this theory what 247 means and i want to give credit to where credit is due digital hermit Uh, This is a shout-out to you. This is his uh, theory, at least where I read it. So, this is what the numbers 247 mean. If I'm right, and this is Half-Life 1, right? Half-Life 1 is Black Mesa. 2 is the announcement of the existence of Half-Life 2, right? So, Half-Life 2 exists. 4 and 7 is a date, April 7th. 4 minus 7 equals 3. So, Half-Life 3 confirmed. Release date is April 7, some year in the future. Half-Life 3 confirmed.
2: Proven. Proven. In hey Finland. Proven. You like apples? How do you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, good. All I got to say is
0: Valve just skipped a four. That's probably the easiest way to do it. You don't have to count to three. Those just sons, sons
1: up <laughs> But. Oh, keep going. Oh, sorry. Well, there, and there's a less known theory, which we don't find correct. Uh, 247 is the numbers of which you have to jump through the portals in the portal tower puzzle. Uh, but we don't stand by that. That has has no legs
2: to stand on. It's not even the same research company, so it doesn't make sense. I mean, it
0: does work when you go to do those portals, but yeah, it, it can't be related. Coincident?
1: I think yes. We're going to need to have a cast vote member uh, decision, and we vote two to one. James is out. <laughs>
2: uh, you are the weakest link. Two
1: plus Goodbye. one equals three. Half-Life 3 confirmed. <laughs> but no, so anyway, 247, I thought that was a fun one for me, especially that uh, theory. Still the official theory of Bunny Strike, but chances are, obviously, it is the Tower Portal uh, puzzle.
2: And Mine. even though we give credit to whoever came up with that theory, Did you, you hear heard it here first. We confirm it. And Half-Life And our... It's our original idea. Yeah, April 7th lawsuit S- in the
0: future, in the <laughs> sequel, <laughs> in, in the sequel. What I thought was funny and that you could like, cause you like your conspiracies. You like your theories about the, these games. Like how there's you a you, you, in this you had a theory, like, I think there's a I think there's a story in this game. Oh, yeah.
1: So it turns out uh, I used to play games back in the day for the <laughs> mechanics and the looting. The story was uh, something I didn't need. It was uh, like a tissue. You throw that away, and you don't ever think about it ever again. Uh, turns out, though, Half-Life has a pretty dope-ass story, and I've decided that I need to experience it uh, fully from beginning to end. So I'm going to stream all the Half-Lifes in order... To enjoy that story, that sweet Which sweet story. Which order is that? There's no uh, cool well, I'm going to go in Half Life, Alex. First, which you've done already. Well, mm-hmm. technically, Orange Box, and then Half-Life, and
2: then Black Mesa. Oh, look at that. I'm halfway done. <laughs> no. Then Half-Life 2, Chapter 2, and then uh, Green Opposing Force. Oh, pretty yeah, exactly. yeah, Actually, No, I'm going to go.
1: I'll figure out the order, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to go in chronological order. Um, and then end with uh, Half-Life Alex again, maybe. We'll see if I can stomach it. But, uh, no, that was pretty interesting. It's got a lot of cool lore, and uh, it's really blowing my mind. Because uh, I didn't know why we were killing Vortigaunts. Yeah, and we'll get into that. I'm sure the
0: story is if you're not paying attention. Because I'm pretty sure the first time I played through it, but then again, I was like 12 or 13 when I did that. Uh, I didn't notice the story as much either. I just like this is an awesome shoot 'em up game. Yeah, I'm gonna run around killing things. Yep. But and that's all I did. My second playthrough when I was 13. I I knew there's a, a story. Wise man.
2: I knew there's a story to Half Life because he was a wise man. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> well, it's. it's it's worth pointing out that, like, the way that Half-Life tells its story, it's not like, like, you guys know me, the story gamer. It's not like that, where it's like, how do you miss the story? It's just people talk to you as you're going through. Like, there's, James mentioned this a uh, while ago, that there's these stopping points where, like, they need to use retinal scanners to unlock a door for you, and so they'll be explaining, like, a few things that are happening. So it's things like that that let you pick up on what's going on. And then, obviously, the main first event and then the the ending um, there's not really a middle, so to speak. It's just you kind of getting through it. But that's the thing that makes it great is as you're getting through it, there's these added elements and added conversation from scientists saying that, oh, the the military's coming in to help us out. To later, the military's in there and you hear them like, we got to get Freeman. Why don't we just kill him? Nope, they say bring him in alive. And so it just adds the story oh, that and way and it's laughing. freaking sweet. Oh, I love the part where like. <laughs> oh, I guess there <laughs> is a middle when they're like. What body?
0: What body? <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. oh. And they did such a good job because in the in Black Mesa because that's how it was in Half Life One, like yep. and they had it kind of cheesy a little bit, yeah. and, and then they did a good job in Black Mesa because I believe they redid all the audio in this, and so and it's beautiful. Yep.
1: Did they redo the audio of the footsteps in the water puddles, or is that still original? <laughs>
0: Well, if the original was uh, smacking someone's wet butt, then yeah, then that was the original. Oh, Perfect. that's right. You Perfect. told me this fact. I remember we missed. Out we missed. Fun on. fact.
1: Fun fact. Reversal.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the water footsteps are the uh, are the who was it? The, sound designers. The sound designers. Wife's wet bum cheeks and him giving the old slappity slappums. That's, that's what so your funny. feet are in water in that game. <laughs> Go ahead and play it, and I know some of you are. You know, abuse that knowledge. That blew my mind when I learned it. Um, oh, it just
0: but it makes it gives me faith in humanity.
1: <laughs> but no, so it's it's good to know that there's a story there. But I will say, playing through this uh, Black Mesa NPCs, classic dumb, uh, so classic dumb, and it's to the point where I learned how much more stupid and dumb they actually are from our last podcast. Because there's a point where you get to this outside military zone, and you see this scientist, and he comes running up to you. And he goes, help me, I'm dying. And then he just runs out into what you find out is a minefield. But before he hits the mines, the sniper that's up in a tower shoots him. Now, unbeknownst to me, I I didn't think you could save him, but you can. You can kill the sniper before he shoots the scientist. But then the scientist continues to run into the mines. Yep. Yep. There's no yep. way to save him. It's They're so ridiculous. He's <laughs> in safety. He's in a concrete silo. Why didn't he just stay there? So, Why didn't he stay there?
2: Well, it's like you have to time it so well to kill the sniper. It took me like four or five reloads to do it. So by the time he ran off and died in the uh, the mines, I was like, I, I'm not saving you from that. Like It's like a dog, right? Like. If you don't have the instincts to, to not jump out of a truck that's moving at 40 miles an hour, and I get it, you're new to a truck, but, like, in, instincts are in you to keep you alive. So there's there's a reference point somewhere deep in your DNA. Oh Lots of dogs do it just fine. Some dogs don't. They just jump out of the bed of a truck. Oh, I mean... So this scientist is that dog. He's the dumb one that jumps out of a bed of a truck, breaks his hip. And you're like, all right, I guess we're putting you down. I can't have a dumb dog.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the problem is usually like, oh, you're a month-old puppy. Okay, we're gonna put you on top. Don't jump out. Yeah. Like when it you leave your children out. on
2: the bed and they Jeez. flop off the side of it. Oh my god. That's why you put them on the hood. I so don't you, have you keep children. Eye on them. But Dude. I know many parents, and this has with happened to almost all of them. <laughs> the
0: classic so with that scientist, I got thinking of I cause this is the best part about Half-Life. You can break the game, you can do sorts of sorts of things. I bet if you throw a gr- grenade over there and then kill the guy in the tower, he'll probably go over there and was supposed to die and he'll just sit there and maybe T-pose
2: or something. Yeah, I, I was tempted <laughs> to go back and try it. I'd already put so many reloads into it though, but oh, yeah, I think you'd done. still have to kill the sniper first because if you kill the sniper, there's a, there's some time while he's running. If you yeah. use the MP4 or whatever it is and lob a oh, grenade oh, yeah, over you him, you, you could, could do probably do it. Yeah. Um, as long as you have enough grenades, lob one up at the sniper, lob one over. Yep. But I don't know. I didn't want to... Keep reloading it. Like after, after the work I put into saving him and he killed himself, I'm like, you know what? You earned this. I mean, I this saved him. This is your
0: reward. He killed himself. It was kind of on him at that point. That's I gotta, not how I saw it.
2: I do want to say one thing about the classic dumb with these. They did change slightly from the original half-life in the original half-life. Um, military dudes could do one of three things. They could talk, they could move, or they could shoot. They could not do any of those things in any type of a combination. Yeah. So one of the sweet tactics about that game, because they're really good shots, like they they don't make them miss much, even in the old game, um, was you'd kind of wait for them to start reloading or wait for them to, like, make a comment. And then because you move so quick, you'd bum rush them and shotgun blast them. In this game, they're not that bogged down. They can do at least, you know, they can at least rub their head and pat their tummy. So it does make them a little more challenging in this game. And again, they don't miss in this game. So yeah, they're freaking laser eyes. <laughs> they are freaking gun. It's ridiculous. Yeah, for anything. Yeah. They, they
0: will hit you yeah. with the uh, classic dumb is the security guards. I mean, they're all kind of like, they're for sure. That's how it was back then. Like, and I'm glad that they didn't change it to make it more smart. You know, it's probably, to be honest, these days, it's probably harder to go back to that dumb with all the AI that they, that developers have worked on these days. Uh, but with the with the at one point you're in this area that's infested by um a bunch of enemies uh mainly aliens you got some of the uh vortigaunt and whatnot in there and you have to go out there and i tell the security guard just hey just stay here go out there spawn them in go back in and they have an automated turret you can turn on turn on the automated turret the security guard sees guys out there he's like i'm gonna go kill them I'm like, I, I'm trying to tell him to stay. He goes out the door and gets killed by the, by the turret, and I tried reloading three times to save him, but got in front of the door, but then, like, I started getting hit by the Vortigaunt, and I'm like, no, nah, this guy's going <laughs> to die. I tried saving you three times, you're going
2: to die. That's, that's how make, I am in this game. They make yep. it
1: hard to want to save them. <laughs> well, it's
2: like, you got to think of it like people, right? Like, if you're that desperate to die, who am I to stop you? Like, I'm going to help you if I can, but if you don't want help, I'm not just going to throw it down your throat. You know what I mean? Like, is it sharing if I hold your mouth open and pour the coffee in, or is it just being an a hole? It's like it's like it's like <laughs> the guy that blew
1: himself up in uh, the wall in Solar Opposites. He could have got away. He wanted to blow himself he up. Wanted, and it. he lost his eyes and almost his other things. For anyone that watched Solar Opposite, you,
2: you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I got no idea what he's talking about, but I do know There's that James picked in up. a wall. I do know that James picked up one of those brain messes after he killed the soldier with the eyes dangling, and he looked him right in the eyes, and he goes, "You wanted this, you." But he had to look you down. He had to me. look down because the cords that hold the eyes, you know, they're like down here. I thought though he started singing here. like "Circle of Life." Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh,
0: no, they opposed. It was mainly the. Uh, army guys and they opposed me. That's why it's called opposing force in the yeah. expansion.
2: I will say in regards to your comment about the security guards, are they like legit or dumb? Like, if you want to get mildly frustrated and just have that grow into like a dynamite fuse over time, just keep asking the guy to come with you and have him be like, yeah, I'm right behind you. And then he's like four levels behind you. <laughs> he's almost with me. Yeah. No.
0: So the 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 guys are dumb. The AI is kind of dumb. The weapons. I is one of my favorite parts about this whole game. And especially even to this day, I think has some of the best uh, round of weapons that just have a diverse feel to them. Um obviously some maybe might not feel too diverse, but I mean they have the glue-on gun, they have the tau cannon, the shotgun feels like there's no other gun besides the shotgun, they have the hive hand. They have all sorts of different explosives, and I don't even use half the explosives because the other guns are just so fun. And then they have the iconic crowbar. Crowbar's not even that good. Oh, it's... It's thick and girthy, and I love it so much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, the weapons... thick and girthy, you're basically the same word, right? <laughs> they are, but, you <laughs> know. Thick and girthy and ooey and gooey. They run all yeah, in the ooey, same. That's true. Same with, same, same with James.
1: But, no, uh, I agree. I think the weapons in this, it's a good throwback to when uh, shooter games are starting to come out. And you got some actual realistic guns that functioned like real guns, and then obviously you get the the tau cannon and the gluon gun and all that crazy crap. Those little bug critters, oh, those yeah. don't exist. Love but oh, do like they. the well, well, not outside of my you fantasy. Could probably grab some rats. Maybe, uh, but rats. no. It's just they feel so good. Like that, the the pistol looks like a Glock. It looks like it functions like a Glock. The revolver functions like a revolver. It's very clean and crisp in the way it functions. It's very simplistic, but it's it functions like a real pistol would, and that's what I really like. Except for the shotgun. I'm thinking they vary their loads. Like, that's the only that's the only uh, reasonable explanation for how the shotgun functions. Your ammo that you're picking up, it's just, it could be anything. Birdshot, buckshot, double lot slugs, you know, uh, dragon's breath. Who knows what you're picking up? Fletchings, you know, who knows? Uh, because sometimes a guy could be a million miles away, and you freaking one-shot him, and he goes flying, and then there's uh, another guy standing in front of you, and you blast him in the face full-on circle reticle in the face and then he requires a follow-up shot that's the bird shot buddy you just you just had a bad shell that's all i can think of yeah because you can snipe with that gun and then all of a sudden still double blast somebody and not kill them i've definitely only had issue. the experience
2: of a uh, full circle reticle just full to the brim of um, crab meat you know what i mean like nothing but that beautiful pink crab meat pull the trigger and like technically he ducked, but that was after my shotgun went. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't. What's happening here? What's going on with these hitboxes? Sounds that must like, have been the salt load. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sounds
0: like you were running around at ten frames per second.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but Tyson and I do have some outstanding computers. So. I'm, I'm still
1: I'm still running that on an i3. Does that even exist? Yes, it uh, <laughs> but it's not what
0: your computer is. <laughs> I know, I know, I know.
1: But, uh, no, that was my only issue with the weapons. Other than that, I loved how they all function. I used most of them. Even the satchel charges were my special F7. Mm-hmm. But oh, I my loved gosh. them. Yeah, I messed up. <sighs> Three Get satchels, it. boom. You deserve this, Gordon. And you just, your body goes flying. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. All I
0: know is... Uh, they give you so much ammo in this version of Half Life. So Black Mesa gives you way too much ammo, and and I'll be honest, like I think if they would have given more, just just had more um, rocket launcher and the uh, irradiated whatever. I don't know what actually the name of the radiation, the radiation one. But it's, is that what it's called for? It like just the, has the radiation gun? I know that's. What, I don't know what it's called actually, but like for the gluon gun and the tau cannon and all that stuff. Um, those are fun, but like in the original, I think it's you like could gamma, not gamma gamma ammo. Or it's probably something. probably is gamma. You, you you can't use them much in the original. Like I, well, feel I like, like
2: that with the gluon gun though, because I felt like in the original you almost never got to use the gluon gun because of how rare ammo was. And in this game, there were moments of the game that were dedicated to you. Like they had these charge units that would charge. But that your was nice. Gun. Yeah, yeah, that was cool, and it's fun because blowing up brain lords with a uh, the gluon gun is the best. It's it the is. best. Because they're freaking annoying, man. <clears throat> they're like, they took that, well, maybe maybe uh, Metal Gear Solid took this from this game. Actually, I don't remember which one came out first. But, like, you put your reticle over one of those Brain Lord guys. And they, like, stall for just long enough to let you think you can pull the trigger. And then just, like, oop. I know. And I was like, this is super annoying. Ghostbuster. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. But yeah. just one like thing that James, that That's was wonderful. a big nitpick for James with the weapons is the Tau Cannon. Oh, um, yeah. They did make a change to that that's different from the original. That kind of kind of does suck, but it they fixed. Really
0: does. They they put it somewhere else. No, they did not. They did.
1: <laughs> it's an essential charge.
0: charge. Except for your brain goes up in the air. Well, so yeah. with the towel, get to watch it in the original? You can charge it up, and then you can aim it at the floor and fly up into the air. And that was really an important part of being a Half Life fan. Um, it really bummed me out that they replaced that or they didn't replace it. They just didn't include it at all. So you can't get bla- you can't blast up onto ledges, do a bunch of just fun stuff, and explore and all that stuff. And then like the multiplayer of Half Life One, that was super important, like on Crossfire, where a nuke can get launched. And you can either launch yourself up in the air with the, with the the uh, at the right time with the Tau Cannon to mm-hmm. avoid it, or you have to run into the bunker with everyone else and, and die. Someone's yeah. not coming out of that. And get
2: into a fight in the bunker while the nuke's going off outside. And well, you we will... can avoid the nuke with the satchel charger. It's so funny to try and start group fights at one end and then try and sprint back and hit the nuke button real quick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love, dude. That's that's, Half-Life Deathmatch is best. probably one of my favorite multiplayer games of all time.
0: That map was my is the best. It was the best thought out map because yes. you can launch a nuke, you know? And you have to go into the bunker, and it, it forces conflict. And who who's not going to press the red button? You know that thing's going to be coming up, and you're like, I'm going to run. Whoever's going to get in there, and this is going to be a deathmatch all the time. Because if you don't get into there, you're going to die anyways.
2: Games are going for president twenty twenty
0: five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it really was, it really bummed me out that they didn't include that. I mean, it didn't ruin the game for me, but it definitely uh, dropped it down a notch. Of like, this isn't true Half Life. Which we'll get into, like, with, like, the OG Half-Life or the
2: Black Mesa It made me literally not use it with the exception of one fight. I used it
1: sometimes on the brain guys just for the precision ability to just kind of reach out and touch somebody, but I really didn't care for that gun. I like the glue-on gun most. Uh, I really stuck with the MP5, honestly, because it was just a gun that could get things done, and that speed reload is a nice clutch thing. You leave a bullet in the chamber, and it's just a quicker reload, man. But you run that bad boy dry, you better be swapping guns because, gosh. You'll take some damage reloading that thing and direct laser fire from the enemies. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that speed reload is clutch and that's usually what I use most, but uh, yeah, screw that Tau gun, Tau cannon. But the thing that I like most, not only did those guns sound good, but these guys are the master of uh, diversion via audio. I remember multiple times being led into an area only to get ambushed from behind because of some audio that played because I heard something growl or I thought I heard something moving over there. And I went over there just to get Billy, Billy Jack surprised. Like I was in the prison showers, not fun, <laughs> but fun. And I realized, I realized this in half-life Alex, but I, and I know black Mesa is new, but I feel like this is not new, but it came out, you know, last year i feel like if that's something they were doing in black mesa it's something they've been doing through half-life and they've always been master of diversion and surprise
0: yeah that's part of the narrative drive that they they strove for and that's one of the things like with half-life they were above their uh, it was they were not above they were ahead of their time in a lot of ways they brought in a new era of like narrative driven uh, game where you can watch people talk and all that, and with that comes, I believe, some of that like master surprise, like that adds to the s- to suspense and makes it so it's it like having a good audio, um, and surprises and stuff like that just makes it so you don't know what's coming, and if you don't know what's coming, it's a f- it's drastically more fun, I yeah. think. And the 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 master surprise parts of like when you're tr- when you're on that lo- on that cliff in the desert outside, and You have to go into this pipe at the end and then right when it focuses the light focus you see a head crab jumping at you you can jump and avoid it and the head crab goes off but then they have more that you're not expecting yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah, i honestly with the way that they do the surprise in this game it's very reminiscent of the movie alien the original one and i think there's a lot of influence taken from that because like the head crabs are real similar to the face huggers but it's also its own brand which i like i like when you can like pay homage to something but make it very much your own because, like, they're iconic to Half-Life. Nobody nobody who has even a clue what Half-Life is doesn't know what a headcrab is. It's like, yeah. a, well, even Death Stranding had um, Norman Reedus wearing a headcrab. Oh, crab. yeah, that's right. Like, it's, it's iconic for a lot of people. It defined, um, I've mentioned this before, but, like, for me, it was a definitive game in my gaming experience. I think for a lot of people it was. Yeah. But the thing is, that type of horror is so difficult to execute, which is why you don't see many movies like Alien anymore. Um, and so for a game to be able to pull it off as well as they did is super impressive. And I think it feeds directly into what you were talking about with like the just being the masters of, of the surprise and using the audio in a way to like just kind of enhance that. Like, you know, something's coming, but yeah. you don't know when it's coming.
1: It, oh, sorry. I, it, it's just so beautiful how intentional it is once you experience it and you think about what led you to that point. It's just holy cow. They knew exactly what I would
2: do. Exactly. Yep. It's nuts. Yep. And you like and then there's the added things of like people getting sucked up into the vents and just oh. like screaming or yeah. trying to save each other. Jim James, James mentioned this one the other day when we originally tried to record this podcast of like there's a lady pulling on the legs of a scientist who's getting yanked up into mm-hmm. a vent and she's trying to save him and then they both just get sucked up into the vent. And then like half a second goes by and then just body parts <laughs> You got like
0: four spleens one rib cage yeah. and then well, you got six skulls and yeah, just... <laughs> did not actually in the original I think it kind of was that Probably. I hadn't thought of this till Where just now but here's one of the from? things
2: that makes that so good up. is that these are all happening in up. rooms that you're not in so you'll like walk by an office yep. and look through the window it'll be bulletproof glass and you'll just you can't help them so you're forced to watch and be able to do yeah. nothing as something terrifying happens to people and like that added element of you being separate from it happening, but knowing that it's coming for you next. I don't know. I love that. I feel like that was such a smart way to execute it. No, I,
0: it, and it is, that's what they did. So good is that added to the atmosphere. And I, we talk about atmosphere. I talk about atmosphere a lot. I think that's one of the most important things in a game. If you're trying to get an immersion and in, into a story or really feel like you're a part of the world, you need to have that um, immersion. And that's where I believe the, like the audio and this does a good job and uh, you know, including those those events that you go by. But uh, every level I feel like has some type of surprise or some type of just, it, they all feel slightly different and they still meld them to be similar. So you'll go from one level to the other and, you, and there's gonna be a different objective oftentimes. And back then level design was a little different. Like you didn't meld them together as well. And in this, it still has a little bit of the archaicness like half-life one black mm-hmm. Mesa's just they, they fixed it a little bit to be honest you'll um i don't know if you guys noticed but like from half-life one half-life or black mesa did fix a couple parts that just did not make sense
2: uh level design wise a few but you mostly notice it in zen because they yeah. took a lot of free reign there so what which level was your favorite
1: i'm gonna go with uh right around the lambda core i want to say i man i probably should have looked that up Uh, But it's where you're fighting out of like the big headquarters. You've got the scientists at the end and you basically get that first type of horde way or wave. The Lambda core. Yeah, exactly. But is that because the Lambda core is where you're filling
2: up the, uh, the coolant, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Is it a, the end of that then? It's when you make it to the surface finally and yeah. you're helping the scientists okay, see yeah, it out. Yeah. So
1: that yeah. is after f- doing the coolant r- uh, core right before it. So it is before, right? Yeah. yeah. So that so
2: it is before. So it leads right into yeah, it. Yeah, the scientists yeah. that you help get out of there are literally t- telling you to go to the Lambda Core. To the core. Lambda Core,
1: right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 so yeah, it's, it's right. literally that section and then all of the Lambda Core. I liked the puzzles in Lambda Core filling up the reactors and trying to solve that uh, and then solving the little, you know, puzzles in each uh, core to get them to fill up. I like that. I liked that horde battle at the end, trying to fight them. Cause initially I went into that battle with the hive gun, the B gun. And, uh, I got completely wrecked cause I was like, Oh shit, there's more than four guys. <laughs> that gun is definitely I'm, not a good, I'm
0: screwed. It's not good against a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: that one is probably my favorite besides Zen. I'm going to keep Zen separate out of this because it just reminds me so much of arc, um, a certain DLC that came out for that that I just... I just forgot. It starts mm-hmm. with an A. But uh, it reminds me a lot of that. So that just that world, that purple alien world, and just so odd and different. So Lambda Core for sure, but Zen for sure, just because of how different it was.
2: Shag. It's tough. Uh, I feel like I said something different last time, but there's a lot of good parts in the game. But, I mean, Zen in general, especially the earlier parts I really liked... Aberration. Um... And then particularly that first portal that you set up in Zen where you have to like kind of solve these puzzles and there's a lot of new stuff. There's like alien buildings and technology. I thought that was really cool as you're like in the core of Zen and there's like the structure in there and you have to figure out how to power everything up to get this ancient like portal to go, which I I thought that was a cool level. And that was a completely new level. So I hate to kind of not pick a level from the original game but it really stood out but then there's the classics in the original game like the cafeteria where you have to like jump over tables so you don't electrocute yourself and you have to find alternate pathways and things which by the way was to fit like uh, that changed the game in level design for first person shooters at the time Uh, back in the day first person shooters used to be very on rails they were kind of mazy but it it was on rails there was one way to go and half-life kind of gave you options and on top of that they made it way more clever why you were going through things, climbing through vents, um, going up to the, the little office rafters where if you step in the wrong spot, you could fall through yeah, uh, yeah, things that just like, if you were trying to get out of like a 30 layer under the earth bunker, you might have to navigate a little unconventionally because there's so many emergency doors and broken down walls after the catastrophe and all that stuff. So I think, I think that from then on, People started realizing that the world is as much a part of the story as the story mm-hmm. itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they started making levels more. This is what you're doing.
0: I really like the, the traditional parts of the game where it's not the Zen world. Mm-hmm. Um, Zen world in this, like, I have a hard time saying. Like, I really like it's. It's all my top like five probably favorite levels is the is the beginning part of Zen. I just really loved it. They yeah. really did a yeah, good it was job. Awesome. Yeah. But uh, I think pretty much. Anytime there were some puzzles, like you were talking about the office space area, where yeah. uh, you have the, to avoid the electricity, you also have to avoid like a. That might be one of uh, one of my favorite levels. I don't really have a favorite level because every time I played, I feel like I like another area more. Um, like the beginning part, if I hadn't played it a thousand times, it's actually a really fun part because you can like piss everyone off, and you know I like to be a little controversial and and hurt people's feelings, <laughs> like. No but, not, no, but like you can press the button dirt. at the beginning, a nice cause person. the alarm to go off, you get chewed out, you can go and blow up Dr. Breen's, uh, no, it was a Dr. Breen? Uh, the casserole? Button. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Apparently remember. you can like do experiments throughout the game. I guess there's a trophy for that. I didn't see anything like that, but. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, there's a trophy that's for like doing, um, it's called questionable ethics. It's for doing experiments that are like shady. So, I guess as you go through different labs, there's certain things you can do, but I completely missed all of them. Yeah, I missed everything. But it adds actually. to that element of because you could do that in the original game. You could, like, F with the button. Yeah, you
0: could F with a lot of them. But yeah. you
2: couldn't, I don't think you could mess with the laptop in the original, which in this one you can, and they get pretty mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then on top of that, they're already all mad um, because you're late for work, which is hilarious. That's kind of built into the, the intro of that game. But there's an added element there where the guy's like, oh, you cut the ponytail sell out <laughs> yeah. that was a nice little addition and
0: that was a reference to the box art they were originally going to have gordon freeman have a ponytail mm-hmm. and they they didn't and they just that's the interesting when they were launching and what the game is now they changed it and so a little fact there i guess uh but yeah favorite level really It comes down to, I am a cop-out on this. I've played it so many different times, I have a different one every time, but, like, the memorable ones would be, like, the office level or the battles. It's, like, some of those battles are really fun.
2: The freezer level is memorable, but it's not good. I hate (laughs) that level.
1: Yeah, running (laughs) through the freezer. (laughs) Just annoying.
0: Didn't feel like they changed it much either. Nope. (laughs) Just as annoying. Uh, What else? There's another thing that was really annoying. And uh, I this is not as annoying for me nowadays. I can get through it pretty quick, but it's these little green tentacle things. Well, it
1: goes off of that uh, off of that early game, man. It's a fun going through that science lab and seeing what goes on and you come through that, you know, door, and you see this scientist in front of this control panel, and then all of a sudden this wavy tentacle blade just smashes through the window, destroys the control area, yanks the freaking scientist out, and then you just hear this brutal smashing over and over and over. The first time I got to that, the only thing that I thought in my mind was the body or bodies that were in there just being smashed to a pulp Over and over and over that's all I thought I thought I was gonna get in there and just see this bloody mess And if you really think about it, that's what would be in there because those tentacles don't stop smashing They're like f-boys. They just keep trying to smash Okay (laughs) So I thought that's what I was going to walk into. sticky was that, Snooki?
2: Snooki wants, wants yeah. smush-mush? uh wants <laughs> smush
1: But, uh, no, and so I walked into there thinking that there's just going to be dead scientists all around, just blood and gore. Jacked up, and F that fight. I ended up just running through all of
0: it. Yeah, in the original, I felt like it was a little harder in this one. Yeah, I just was able to distract it real quick, and then I just ran through it. Yeah. Still scary, just not as scary as it used to be. I felt like it was so hard in the... Good old days, but I was also young. It's
2: hard if you. It's hard if you let it, because it was hard for a second, and then I just ran, and it was, it was fine. It's always been on the hard ish for me, um, more just because the navigating it, because it's just a round level, like you're working your way around a silo, basically. But I always loved that part in the original game. The impact of that initial scene where the thing breaks through. Um, When I came back the second time, I was just super nostalgic, and to play a part of the game that really was not changed very classic and was one of the best parts of the old game uh definitely had its challenges but it's what makes it fun man that yeah. half-life was always like that there were peaks and valleys of like oh my gosh this is so hard oh i'm crushing everything
0: <laughs> yeah they, they do if it wasn't for the ammo it would feel like there was definitely some areas that were like we're gonna want it, you to feel safe not and then just take you out and that's one of those areas where you go into it feeling very cautious. And if you just put, it's really actually easy if you just do it right. Yeah.
2: If you Just run through it. it.
0: <laughs> no, just run. Even yeah. if you don't run. If you throw their grenades and just distract them, it's really not that hard.
2: I'm not on the ball enough to, like, know exactly where the door I need to go is, so I always have to yeah. toss a grenade. And But it's not hard. You just toss a grenade and then crouch. So. I will say... In the old game, I feel like if you took too long to get where you were going, the claws would get bored of where they were clawing at, and they'd start just going around again, and you'd usually die. Like, they have some pretty good coverage. But in this one, I didn't notice that so much. And I don't know if I just didn't wait long enough, but, like, that did make it a bit easier because I never had claws come after me. Like, even getting off of ladders and stuff in the old game, I couldn't get off a ladder without making a noise, so they'd always come for me so I'd have to throw a grenade. In the new one, no problem. Get off the ladder, you're already crouched, you're good to roll. So I was like, all right, cool, this is nice. But it was nice in a good way, because in the old game, that was really annoying. You're like, I'm crouched, I'm getting off the ladder, what the fuck? And in this game, you're like, cool, everything worked out the way that I intended it to. So, I don't know. It didn't It didn't bother me, but you could argue that it was a bit easier. I'm really curious what those things would taste
0: like. They kind of look like crab, or like, like lobster. You know it's got to taste
2: Lobster? Better. It's that octopus dude we gotta go get some sushi after this
0: <laughs> <laughs> again no it's uh but just like the those the pace in this game is interesting because you can get running around and all that and get going fast oh I feel like I, that's all I did was speed
2: right around. Yeah, and I like that it's explained, because this game always has been a fast-moving game, but it's all because of the HEV suit. Yeah. Um, and you Lord hear it yes. activate. When you hit shift, you hear that little psh, which is awesome. But you fly through this game, and sometimes it actually creates a challenge, because like, when you're trying to aim and stuff, um, they didn't update the controls too much with this game, which I liked, because it made it still feel exactly like half-life yeah um there were just like cleaning up some edges is a good way to put it but yeah you haul you haul through this game and ladders are not any easier to climb but uh one of the things that they did with the new game and there was some of this in the old game but i really liked how they did it in the new game is chase scenes so there's this weird gross crab monster tyson has a name for it i can't remember what it is Oh. Old spider sack or whatever. I got multiple called. names for Golgarath. Yeah, it's the Gonark, the Gonark. It's more like the Gonad yeah, with the, the freaking I know. the freaking growth just hanging off of it, and it swings it at you. That's so gross, dude. Just swinging your gross little bag of stuff at me. I don't and like then it.
1: flinging me off the map into whole different in parts there. of so the map. So this
2: one, exact. It's fun, but it's also really annoying because you fight it. It's a really hard fight, and then it goes away. So you chase it. And then as you're chasing it, you have to shoot it a couple times to get it to leave, but it doesn't let you know it's taking damage. You just have to keep attacking it until it leaves, so you kind of waste a lot of ammo if you don't know when to stop. And then you chase it more, and then it chases you some more, and then you fight it again. And that's all, like, fine and dandy, but, like, I kind of get really annoyed when stuff doesn't die. You just keep fighting, this like, like the Jack in the old game. Uh, or, not the old game, And in, fin- in, I wanted to say Final Fantasy Seven, Resident Evil Seven. He came back literally one too many times for me. And then I find out he comes back again in an expansion and it literally like soured me on him. I'm like, F that shiz. <laughs> I killed him. I killed him. I killed him. Oh, and the gonarch is that in this game. You fight him just one too many times. And it's like, why? But then they have this other chase scene with the big flamey hands dudes. That chasing is sweet. Cause you get Those cool are fun. music. Um, it's kind of like, you guys played CSGO, right? Those crazy slide levels. It yeah. kind of reminded me of those a bit, except you weren't sliding. You were just running really fast, but you just kind of have to find the right paths and shoot things out of your way as you get there. Otherwise you're going to get toasted by the uh, giant flame monsters. And oh, my it was God. just beautiful too. Like really fun, really good looking. Levels. It was
0: fun. I will have to say there's two parts of the game that I felt like they really did not do a good job of explaining things or it felt forced. That was one where they just popped out of these little cave things. I'm like, this is weird, and there's just a ton of them right here. They're just
1: sentries, man. Sentry tunnels. I know. I'm just. It's, it's a, like in Gears of War when you're in the underworld, and finally you're just getting chased
2: uh, in 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 your in your vehicle. If you're the apex predator on Zen, you might just hang out in a little overgrown cave that has like vines and stuff in front of it. Going, yeah, fifty or sixty of your closest someone comes relatives through here just for my own entertainment. I'm gonna scare the hell out of them. Yeah, and 50 then yeah. they see you and they're like. Ugh! Fifty or sixty other ones have the exact same idea.
0: Yeah.
1: Original, my ass.
0: Uh, no, it didn't. It, it felt a little forced, but it was still fun. Um, what definitely was forced was my computer dying, and it, we talked about this at the beginning a little—the uh, residence cascade that happened with my PC. And essentially, I got to the, uh, I got, I finished the gonark, and right after that, I drop. You drop down into this little area. <clears throat> And my computer freezes and it's crashed a couple of times but my computer freezes the the video camera is still working because i'm streaming it but i'm like okay well maybe it's still working i'm trying to hit control alt, delete trying to get out of it. i'm like this is this is not working i'm just going to power it off power it off it boots into the bios meaning my hard drive is uh boot manager is toast potentially <laughs> going to try to fix it no the drive is detectable Just can't boot back into it. So I lost my two terabyte hard drive to uh, Black Mesa's bugs. They need to get their shit together because uh, that's an expensive drive. And to be honest, to be really fair, though, it's not like if the crash never would have happened, I probably wouldn't have ever lost my card. So in the sense of like them crashing my computer, I did lose it, but it could have happened with any other crash.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's not like their bugs killed his drive. So, essentially, it's not their fault, but F you guys. No, I'm just kidding. Black like, I mean, I... Mesa is
1: still destroying people's technology. <laughs> no, and I had the
2: same issue. Mine was at the final Vortigaunt Village where you have that super annoying plug puzzle, which you have plug puzzles in other parts of the game, but that one's just annoying. Um, And it just crashed, and it would shut Steam down. It was like, you don't get Steam. And just shut it down. <laughs> so I had to uninstall and reinstall the game after trying to restart the computer. But mine wasn't nearly as bad as yours. Because that happened to me on a different game like a year ago. So, but I'm, yeah, it's a uh, resonance cascades all around. It happened to our computers. It happened to the podcast. We tried to record it. So uh, as usual, the recordings are very on theme with what's going on in the games. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I'm surprised Frank, my computer, short for Frankenstein, didn't burst into flames. If that's what happened to these guys, oh my gosh, I don't know how hilarious. it came out un unfazed. Maybe Be, because I recently reset windows in it twice. Try re- factory reset it twice. Within try
0: streaming. Two weeks. And that would have caused it. Yeah.
1: Probably. Honestly, uh, that what I was, doing. I was right streaming.
0: I was recording uh, footage and I was doing just like everything, you know? And so,
2: well, I have one more thing to say about those chase scenes and that speediness that this game takes place in. Uh, you feel like Steve McQueen, just, Doing those chase scenes like a bullet, or like uh, the one where he gets out of the freaking Nazi imprisonment camp on the motorcycle, freaking Steve McQueen, and you're speeding your way right into our next ad. (laughs) Yes, watch it. And it's new, almost kind of. It's, uh, I mean,
0: same sponsor, new ad. Yep. (laughs) Welcome back from the ad. Thank you for listening to that, and let's get back into this game with the Zen World is. Just it's a better it's a better version of it. So if at least you, the first few levels are. I think for, as a whole, Zen World is better. But I will have to say, a couple parts get a little redundant, and like the Interloper is a little bit more. Like I think it's it's better than the original. Uh, it still could have been slimmed down. and They had too much in there, and uh, it, but it added a lot to the story. But yeah, the Zen World it's just it's beautiful. So if you've ever played Half Life One, you haven't played Black Mesa. Go look at what the uh, what Zen World looks like now, and it looks like they really took their time, which they did because you know they pretty much had the game done, like the first half of the game done within like I think like seven years, and they spent the other half of the time improving the graphics and coming out with the Zen World, right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> uh, no, it's it is a beautiful. I love it.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of Ark Aberration. I remembered it. And then I slightly whispered it. But uh, uh, obviously this one came out first, apparently, before Arc. But it's just the worlds. They're purple. They're so different. The flora, fauna, fauna, fana. Uh, all looks just so odd. And it, it's a really nice experience, especially when you get teleported there and you see everything. You see all the planets floating in the background and just all of the weird stuff in the space. Everything exists in space very nice
2: yeah Yeah, and it looks awesome like it really does um i also like that they populated the world with a lot of the creatures that are teleported into black mesa as you're running through it it that made everything more cohesive where you see where the stupid annoying shark fish are from you see where the head crabs come from and the barnacles um the vortigaunts i don't think are from there so you don't see, or maybe they are when you get to a different part. No, because you go through a portal. Yeah. So I don't think the Vordigans are from Zen, but well, they like, have
0: their buildings. You in get,
2: there. you get like but the yeah. world's more alive, and that's true not just for Zen but for the the other game as well. They they add the office areas felt more like a lot more offices. They had a lot more scientists. There was a cool interaction with a couple of scientists arguing about originality, that was technically about that scientist's experiment, but really was. Not about that, which I think we'll get into later, but it just, it made everything feel more alive. Even that security guard that comments on the ponytail, like all that stuff just brought the world more. It was less, because dude, you have this giant research facility and in the old game, it just felt so empty. I was just like, where is everybody? I mean, I know they're all dead, but where are they? Yeah, (laughs) I should still be seeing remnants of their lives. Yeah, and Zen just felt like a living planet, which in the old game, it did not. Yeah. I will have to say,
0: with the Zen world, uh. There's two parts I think that really jumped out to me. Um, at the end of the gonark, you go and you see this huge like the interloper level and you, it looks like doom. it literally looks like doom and Halo had a baby because you get into it the textures feel like Halo. so it's just really weird that they kind of went that route but it it was cool. and it was cool that like they had added that atmosphere to it to make it feel more um, impending I guess Doom <laughs> impending doomish. And then the other one was the research little stations that they had at the beginning of the Zen world. Mm-hmm. I really like those parts. I really yeah. like that add into the game where you had um, the headcrab zombies in H.E.V. suits. Yeah. You had all those different, like, and it, and it just they did good a uh, good job with the cloth where like there was broken por- parts of the facility and it would just move. Yep. It just felt so much more different than. Yeah, and you the also saw like outlet. the
2: surveying equipment, like where they had taking strings like archaeologists would and laying them across yeah. certain areas so that they could, like, keep track of what's going on in that area and be very careful on excavation. They had uh, sensors that were mapping out different areas of the world and tunnels and stuff, like laser sensors. And then you'd find dead researchers all over the place, yeah. which is
1: awesome. I always like finding dead researchers. Well, like, dead, dead people of your past. Like, you stumble and you find them. You finish their tale. You found where they landed, and now you know their, their story yeah. you know they're not just lost like I love that Billy.
2: I hated working with that uh, guy. guy and then you <laughs> kick no. his bones real good oh, <laughs> I liked it more because like they, in the game you know that there were research teams that went out before you like you're mm-hmm. just finding out information that you're not supposed to know on your level of security clearance right? Um, as Gordon Freeman and so when you get to that point in the game where you go to Zen World they're like yeah we've been sending research teams out you're not supposed to know this but whatever you're kind of our last hope like here you go so then when you go to Zen and you actually get to see that they were researching it, it just makes it cool. Like, it just pulls everything together.
0: It makes it feel... Yeah, it, it was bizarre, though, to just realize, yeah, they're doing research on this whole thing, and I didn't realize it.
1: Yeah, it's, you got the health kit, the health packs all throughout the facility in the game, the armor charging stations. You see the technology... And then you see where it comes from. That's yep. what was nice seeing that whole full circle. Where does all this shit come from? Oh, it's these rocks and this goo and this stuff on this planet.
0: Yep. they've had it for years. Uh, and one of the parts of this uh, of the Zen world was the um, it's the end with the boss.
2: And oh it, yeah, that is a part. That is a part. That's a part I know. It's that's one that of the so parts that I to, liked. To <laughs> it was a real surprise. <laughs> there you... was a beginning. There was a middle, and you know what I didn't expect, but it came. There was an end.
0: Uh, when my computer crashed, that was the end. Yep. <laughs> it was very unexpected. I did not realize they were going to go that hardcore.
2: <laughs> like, they really are dedicated.
1: <laughs> it's all about immersion. Well, it's because you lost. The Nihilanth killed you, and everything shut
2: off.
0: <laughs> Probably. It really exists from another world, and it's just like... well, <laughs> It'd be hilarious if every
2: time you got hit by a Vortigaunt shock, it actually, like, kicked you out of <laughs> Minute, can, as long face.
0: as it doesn't crash my computer, yeah. I'd rather have that. It just takes you back to the
1: start menu. Well, no one's ever experienced it because they've never lost that battle. You I know, like that first fourth wall kind of stuff. Oh my gosh!
0: Did you did you finish half uh, the Black Mesa? So moving
1: on, I never <laughs> realized Aperture <laughs> Science. No, <laughs> I didn't. I'm right oh, at okay. I'm right at the Nihilanth, and I should have beat him last night, but I didn't. I thought, I'm I, bad. I, I
0: thought I thought you did. Well, I now you have something to do. Gonna... You have some homework between now and.
1: When we do in the next recording i will have it beat by the next recording which is tomorrow <laughs> Gosh,
0: so but the end boss <laughs> the Nylanth, right he uh is this big baby like thing huge head little body has like metal attached to it kind of like the vortigaunt which also indicates that i th- he's enslaved and being controlled by some other entities which um are probably more like the and, and, and i'm a horrible half-life fan. I can never remember their names from the like half-life 2 you see those uh like worm-like creatures that can uh, levitate they're uh probably the ones more or less controlling the combine potentially controlling them too um because i believe the the this whole all of this was the combine they are the ones that enslaved the vortigaunts and all that stuff and so it's interesting with that end boss where i can't remember if he does it in black mesa but in half-life he does say that he's enslaved he wants to be freed all that stuff and even at the end of the the boss which very different battle very different battle Mm -hmm. he sends you out so you don't blow up with the rest of everything he teleports you out potentially and uh that battle though that battle was uh, I died, I think, once or twice. That's just more or less because I was running around just getting hit by things, not realizing what to do. And once you realize what to do, it's actually not a hard battle.
2: No, it's not hard at all. Um, I mean, you definitely take a lot of damage, but you can recover from it pretty easily. I enjoyed that fight a lot. I'll say this, like, it's a cool boss. Yeah. But with the old game, I really liked the boss, and that's what made the battle better. But honestly, the battle in the original game is not that fun of a battle until you break it tell you like it literally inside of his head shooting rockets then it's super fun. Or <laughs> one time I remember on one of my playthroughs I went in and just dropped dropped a bunch of satch- satchel charges and then got back out just to see. Oh, I did that. Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: That's super fun. Yeah. And this, <laughs> this one... fight
2: was much more interactive. It had phases which yeah. is I liked as a fight I liked it more. Um it wasn't a hard fight but it was it was enjoyable enough and it was challenging enough like it wasn't easy, it just wasn't hard.
0: Yeah, it
1: it wasn't like the Jiggle Nark. The Gonark. Yeah, that is kind of hilarious because the Gonark was harder. I skipped that fight. I
2: skipped that fight. F that fight. The Gonark is the worst. I literally had a note in here saying freaking uh, something about something crabs, like stupid crab. Like F that crab. I hated that fight. Mm. I
1: hated it so much I skipped it. I couldn't do it. I kept dying. He flung me out of the map multiple times. My friend watched me die multiple times in less than a minute, like 10. It was sad. Your child could do better than I did, but I was done with it. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna give it to Luke, my my little child. I did
1: some expert. Floor. I, I did sp- some expert hacking. I opened up Escape Chapters.
0: Next one. Yep.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I was done with that after dying uh, so many times.
0: I was lucky; I didn't have to play through it again. and After my crash, I had I was able to skip the chapter. Ugh,
1: but. But no, so I didn't. I haven't experienced the end boss yet.
0: He's pretty cool though, because he warps crap at you. He'll throw cars, whatever uh, portions of the yeah, he teleports will stuff in, in
2: from your world and throws it oh, at you. That's it's cool. freaking sweet. But I'll then you can also that he warps tonight.
0: in parts of the building, and then you can heal from it and get ammo from yeah. it. So that's how you get your ammo.
1: Oh,
2: <laughs> by the way, say, how
1: do you freaking reload in this fight? Because dang, or get ammo
2: having having finished it since the I didn't finish it the first time I recorded, but I was able to finish it for this one. There was a nice little Easter egg that I loved that is only from Deathmatch, just little canisters when you die. So there's two places that you see them. One is in these little suspension beams not long before you get to the boss. Oh yeah. and then the and you can grab them and actually equip like it's people's equipment like yeah, in yeah. Deathmatch. And then the other time is when he warps in one of those buildings, it spills a whole bunch of canisters out. So that's how you go and you reload, is you run over and grab a bunch of canisters and get a bunch more rockets. And I was like, yes, a little Half-Life Deathmatch. Reference. That was super <laughs> yeah. sweet. Well, anywhere you find the dead
0: HEV people, they'll usually have those types of packs on them.
2: Oh, do they? Yep. My screen was like dark enough that I could just see like the red beeping and their HEV suits, so I knew that they had stuff, yeah. but I didn't know that it was.
0: That's from the original the too. The original was just like that. They had canisters everywhere, so that's like their backpack. You can think of it, and they dropped it when they died, yep. and then you can pick up all their their gear mm-hmm. and they they get all sorts of stuff. From awesome them. to get. Yeah, yeah. they, they, they always kept me loaded. full on revolver ammo. Yep. Because if you didn't have those things, you'd never end up with any real, like any earth
2: ammo. Yeah. yeah
0: that, was so. cool.
2: that was cool. That's was
1: cool. But uh, going through the game, it, it kind of touches back with the, the story. I never realized how intertwined these guys were with Portal. Obviously, I know it's the same developer, uh, and I know they even reference uh, Black Mesa in Portal 2, possibly even Portal 1 um but i didn't i thought it was more like just like an easter egg that they were throwing like a quick little Mm. connection but that it wasn't really ever connected uh but yeah going through this and seeing how much it was and like uh how much it was connected they have their turrets they got their portals they even have their facilities set up just one's more white collar and the other one's more goofball and they even reference each other kind of like that like the the goofballs and the the upper upper class yeah. guys—I forget how they term it. Well, the
2: other thing that I thought was really funny about it is their design philosophies, is right. Like the the white collar, very proper scientist guys are—they're—they're they're pushing the edges of science. So yeah. it's all about functionality. It's not about design. But then Aperture Science is all about design. Everything super pretty has a super simple design, but it's like nice curves to it. So it's very like. Apple. Yeah. <laughs> and I always thought that was kind of cool. Like that aperture science kind of has a similar design philosophy to Apple, uh, but as far as I like, a, as Mesa's a company, like Android. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's kind of there. You can do all this stuff. Look how cool Android is. That's what black Mesa is. But they're also like, you know, like we're, we're focused on the work and making sure everything's awesome. And aperture is like, cool. What can we do with this? <laughs> Let's make it fun. We're going to make some bouncy goo. Well, And it lines up strap rubber bands to
1: your
0: shoes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Moon boots. It makes so much sense too because it feels like it lines up to where at the end of black Mesa, the world's, you know, gone into a post-apocalyptic kind of world where most of the world's kind of destroyed Mm -hmm. in the sense of, you know, people, a lot of people are dead. uh, you know, they're put into camps essentially in cities. But with this, like you wake up, you're like, it's been a while. You know, and the the original has been a while. Or is it the original or the second one? Might be the second one where, were you talking Portal?
1: Yeah. Yeah, where GLaDOS tells Shell, it's like, you're not yeah. going to like it outside, like well, something like that. And or, when you
0: wake up, it's like you've been in a suspended yeah. sleep or whatever for a long time. Yeah. And, then, and then the jungle's breaking yeah. through the facility. It, pretty much like it's a post-apocalyptic world. So I think that's yeah. what solidifies that it is the same world. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, uh, they, it's awesome. And it makes sense why. Right, because of what's going on in Half Life, yep. that's affected what's going on well, around Aperture that, Science.
2: You get that whole weird level of like where they drag you back in after you beat it, yeah. And so, you, it, but they never show you who it is. So, is that like G Man and his team, <laughs> or is that people oh. that actually stayed at Aperture Science despite the fact that it was dilapidated and yeah. no one else was there the whole time, or is it the goons from um, the Combine? That are out on patrols and they see you out there, so they grab you and they're taking you to one of their camps. It's like there's all right. this, there's yeah. all this stuff that that leaves it open for, but it's such a gnarly part of the game. Where you're like, I made it out. That would have been such a cool ending to oh. have <laughs> actually be G-Man and go in. It's like you've been hired. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then you just run mazes on Portal Three. He's like, oh, you've been yeah. hired to run mazes. Somewhere. Turns out <laughs> you're, you're
1: Gordon. Turns out you're Gordon Freeman and your ponytails back. I mean she does have she
2: does have the first piece of pickle rick, which is those boomerang boomerang Uh, boomerang legs. (laughs) She's not far off. Dude Pickle Rick Half Life Three, make it happen. No, oh, I don't know. April 7th. Dude, Rick is one of the scientists in Half-Life 3 would Oh my gosh. That yeah. would be oh. oh. Oh my gosh.
1: Oh, oh, oh. it's going to happen. April, oh, Half-Life 3 confirmed. Rick, gets back, Rick Sanchez comes from there that and that's why is. he has a portal
2: gun. Yeah, he's got the portal gun which is a Half-Life thing. Oh. Or like, a, you know, the world it's in the world. Oh.
0: Dude, that would be so funny. I want to be his Morty. Feels like Rick and Morty was just a rip of Half-Life. Either way, disgusting. it's like fantastic. No I, just, no, I know It's, those, the best it's, it's a great one. It would be changed Attack just. Attack of feet. <laughs> So the lore, like that, ties into the lore, and the lore yes. was in Black Mesa. Didn't feel like like I think some people there's. We'll get into like the original against the you know. The lore in this, I feel like, completed the whole thing. Where I know some people say it didn't. I think I think there's some arguments out there that you know they should have just kept it as original as they could. They really did a good job, and a big part of the lore changing, um, what and it changing. I think it's just more filling out to make it make sense. Was yeah, in it was the more to tie? Part. It
2: was more to tie all the stuff that had come out since tie it together. Yeah, because I think that the Half Life designers I don't think intended for that game to get as huge as it got. Because even the sequels, the direct sequels, they're just different points of view. It's almost like yeah. Ender's Game where you have Ender's Game and then Ender's Shadow. But it's the same story. Yeah. So it's just like a different way to play the game, get more insight. But Half-Life 2 opened up this whole new world. And the the original games were not very in-depth. Like, it's a great story and it's a cool story, but it's not technically deep story. There's deep lore, but not deep story. So I think it, there was a necessity to bring the old yeah. world into the new world. So honestly, these people that are complaining about it, I don't get it. It's like...
0: I don't either. It it's makes just, Half-Life 2 they're, better they're because
2: Half-Life 1 connects now. half I don't has,
1: even know all the lore, and I know that much.
0: Yeah. Half-Life uh, fans are very... They're, they're purists in a lot I get of ways. It. A lot of them. Not, not all of them. A lot of them aren't. It's a very split, I feel like, where they yeah. really like the old. They don't want new. But I'm very much in the give me anything new and in the lore like with the interloper level where with the Vortigaunt they're enslaved and that's where you realize that they're enslaved Yep. and you're, you're, they won't fire anything at you unless they're controlled by the little mind control guys, Mm -hmm. um, the big head dudes. And, uh, but you, one of the Vortigaunt's friends or lover, whatever the Vortigaunt was dies and you see him crying over and like, okay, you know, this is when you like bring some humanity a little bit into like these creatures actually are more, they're sentient, they're, they were like us and i thought that was a very important part of the whole puzzle cuz like some people cuz when i streamed some people like yeah i played half life 2 and then went to 1 and i'm like why am i killing these Vortigon? that's how i was i didn't know why i was doing it but and, i did it with vengeance and so yeah it was it was just crazy that they were able to add more lore and it didn't fill out of place because it made sense. It made so much more sense than the original Half-Life well, I got to make a complaint
2: in. against people that went from Half-Life 2 to Half-Life 1 and were like, why am I killing these Vortigaunts? How about don't kill a Vortigaunt and see what happens? Mm. Nah, he was oh, just this is why I'm killing Vortigons. He wasn't They're complaining. Warping into my place and <laughs> killing me, and this is the pre-game to the second game I played. Like See, it's not a big oh leap. yeah. No, he just uh, didn't understand. It's not a big leap. I'm like,
1: come on, guy. Uh, all I gotta <laughs> know is uh, you're you're just setting yourself up for confusion when you play the latter games and not the former games.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and he wasn't complaining. He was just confused. Which, will, if you play the ha- first or the second one and then play the first, that I could see that
2: happening. I, I agree. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm just throwing a little shade at him because yeah. it's fun. But I got to say it like this it's like those people that while you're watching the movie, they're like, why is this happening? And you're like, I bet if you watch the movie, it'll can explain it. Oh, <laughs> what do you mean, Luke Skywalker? I, mean, I have a couple of friends that that'll happen like four or five times in a movie. And that literally, I repeat the same line. Yeah. I'm like, I bet they'll tell you in the movie.
0: <laughs> it's going to come. It's, it's not ever gonna come. That's a minute away. I can't wait yeah. a minute. It's like um, they
2: don't understand that part of storytelling is to keep people in the dark for a portion of it and then reveal things yeah. to them. <laughs>
0: what do you mean there's a twist? The last part of the, like the lore and all that changing, and it's not really. It, they added this discussion between scientists that you were talking about earlier. Yep, and that just. Uh, and if you want to,
2: you can explain it. Like it was, I actually liked it a lot because it really. Helped. Yeah, sure. It, same because like. I think it would be easy to miss what it's really saying but at the same time it's it's um, not not it's easy to pick up on as well it just depends on like where your mind's at while you're playing it but there's these three scientists and one of them is basically rehashing one of his old experiments and he's pontificating to the other two on like how much better it's gonna be and all the improvements he's making to the old experiments but it's the same experiment and one of them's like, why are you doing the same old experiment? You should be doing new research to further your original hypothesis and 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 going from there, like new stuff. Why are you redoing old stuff even if you are improving the parameters? And the other lady, I can't remember exactly what she's arguing, but she's kind of like mediating between the two of them. Like, you're a little bit right, you're a little bit right. And then the one guy storms off. He's like, I've had enough of this because the one guy is basically bragging. And then she yeah. uh, she kind of stays behind and she's like, She says something along the lines of like the the key to creativity is to um, hide your effect as much as possible while still having your change on the original work on the original work. So she was basically saying like, yes, you do need to do like it's good that you're redoing the original work, but also there does need to be differences but it needs to be subtle it, your hand needs to not be shown in that in that change yeah so and really what it was talking about was the collective uh, crowbar collective redoing half-life one and making some changes to it um and I feel like they did really stick to the core of half-life as well as they could and then address the spots that needed addressing yep because half-life did suffer the original did suffer from oh time to get this game out syndrome which I don't know if that's what happened but like it Zen is, is sparse yep zen is you get through it and then you get to the boss fight so the new zen is like more game more half-life and it still feels like half-life so i like for me it's like i don't feel like they did anything un, uncalled for in in the original parts of the game all the way up to zen and everything they did in zen is just better so it's like yep. but i do get it especially like being a, a final fantasy seven fan and having had that game remade and making some very drastic changes. I do understand like the initial hesitation, some of the anger, but I'll give you guys the same advice I have for people that play those games. Treat it like it's a new game. Don't treat it like half-life go into it as if it were a brand new IP yep. and just appreciate the changes for what they are. Yep. And
0: uh, with that, you, we get into the next topic, which is OG half-life or black Mesa, which one? would you choose Black Mesa? Because you've only played it. Yeah, no Black Mesa. Black Mesa. I am on the fence, and I talked to some people on my stream about it. Like, in the end, it came down to Black Mesa. I would choose to play more, Uh just because it's, it's a refined experience. Now, that being said, that Tau Cannon was really fun in the original, and I would like to play the original. And really, it comes down to play the original and the Black Mesa. It's worth playing both and you get a perspective, especially how it was back then. You know, if you like games enough, play the original too, because I think it's worth it.
2: Yeah. If you guys like the half, if you guys like the cop out answer, that is the correct one. It's play both play the first one and then see what the other one brings to the table. Plus it's like James was saying, the James and Tyson, actually the first time they played through it, they didn't even realize there was uh, a reason that things were happening. They just were like, oh, I'm gonna run through and kill stuff. And then the second playthrough, they started to get what the game's about. So that's a great way for you to play through it and then go through and see what you missed. But by playing Black Mesa as the second run through, it's gonna be just even more information for you. So both is correct, but I mean Black Mesa. Yeah. Half Life's awesome. I've played Half Life like five times. Um, it still holds up. It's basic, it's very basic, but it holds up. But Black Mesa, why would you not play Black Mesa? It's yeah, it it's, it is is Half-Life it's, Plus. It's Half-Life Plus. It's That's Half-Life what it Plus. Is. It's like
0: you spent 15 years to just make it a little bit better, and I think they accomplished that. Uh, obviously, you know, they missed out on some things, like Tau Cannon, but,
2: uh, you know, some people are not bitter about you that. F- I'm bitter
0: about it, but some people are
2: not bitter about that. I really want to make you put a beep in this episode, but I keep stopping oh, myself. <laughs> I will, I will say... With
0: the, the Black Mesa, they have pizza in it, and they make, they have it suspended in this little thing, and I can see the pizza. Yeah. And it made me go get pizza that day. I was <laughs> seeing that pizza, and it was ooey-gooey, just like all the dead uh, with the people all over the ground, all gooey, whatever, with their brain matter. And I just had to get that pizza when I saw suspended. It was so bizarre. And I don't think they had anything like that in the original and I just, I've never been yeah. triggered so long. There's, hard a, to get there's a couple <laughs> weird Easter
2: eggs in this one that I i don't think we should even talk about. They're just fun to find, but uh, they make for some interesting endings. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there definitely is some great.
2: I, I just saw that rocket
1: launcher me. and I just went out and bought one. I had to. Yeah. I just <laughs> had a trigger in me. <laughs> you know, Half
2: Life will change your life. Do you know how many crowbars I have? Now, That's I crack, several. I cracked this joke occasion. on our original recording, but part. I really want this to happen, so I'm going to say it again. But uh, keep your eye out for when we're rich and can afford to make merch like this because James was wearing an Umbrella Corp shirt last time. Uh, Half-Life Crowbar is the handle. Real effing crowbar. Half-Life scale. And then the top part is the Umbrella Corp umbrella. So it's like protect yourself. So- trademark. I was telling, I was telling these guys the catchphrase is "Protect your brains, protect yourself from the rains." See? Exactly. It would be yeah, actually. It would be
0: a great T-shirt. And at the
2: same time, we're repping some of the dopest games on the planet, and we'll have to ha- hide a games revealed on there somewhere because that was my genius idea. Everybody, just back off. DM. Totally. Uh, <laughs> You're to. You get sued by both companies now. Yeah, I immediately. No, I heard Game you can Newell,
0: do crossovers I, like that. Uh, yeah, no, and, and it really comes down to, like, anything that has a crowbar in it. This is this is my philosophy nowadays. If it has a crowbar in it, it's Half-Life. It's yeah. Half-Life universe. It's, it's immediately
1: Ted, pulled sorry. into the lore. Ted Bundy, Half-Life.
2: Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah pretty uh, I'm pretty sure one of them, yeah. That time <laughs> I had to use a crowbar to get into my vehicle. Half-Life. Half-Life. I became, I became part of
0: that world. are like, I'm Gordon. I'm channeling Gordon right yeah. now. <laughs> I, mean, like, I should be talking, but I'm channeling it.
2: Breaking Ooh. into that house, doing a little B&E gordon free this this is a easter egg i wish i did see in more games and i get why they don't because it's so iconic to half-life but at the same time like half-life is that iconic a lot of these games where you have melee and melee weapons throw a crowbar in there man we all, we'll all know what it is we'll all get the yeah. wink wink and it'll be awesome because we all love half-life uh we're gonna put a crowbar umbrella
0: weapon into our game i guess <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that actually be kind of cool so get but, out there and play that half-life yes so half-life awesome game well, let's go into the, some f- into the final round of... Would you play it? What do you recommend? Would you want to see any last little things?
2: Give it a shot. Play it.
0: I, I'm good. I don't think you, you should play it. Yeah. I think it's a garbage it's, game. It's Meh. whatever.
2: Blackface no, <laughs> ruin it for me. Genuinely, I'll say this. Like, <laughs> Half-Life was one of the first... Like, not the first, but, like, like right in there. One of the first games that, like, really made me a gamer. There were... It is... It is deep rooted in my memories. It's still one of my favorite games to this day. And it's because like, I don't know, it's just one of those games that impacts you. So there's a lot of great games out now. We're kind of in the golden age of gaming. So it's, it's hard to kind of pass that down to people who didn't yeah. have those experiences, but go back and at least see if you can try and understand what other people are talking about who lived through that, man. Cause these games were, they were great when they came out and they still are like having replayed it. Great game it's going to be more simple than what you're used to, but it's a great game.
0: Yeah. I, uh, it influenced my gaming. It was wh- my first game. I think that fundamentally fundamentally really made me love games. I mean, I was, I liked games before that, but I never got it. Like it just, it was like my Minecraft of the day. I got to explore things. I got to destroy things. I got to kind of build things by stacking things, you know, things, <laughs> things, things, things. And, uh, other games like Final Fantasy built up stories for me, but uh, this one kind of melded the story and first-person shooter and being part of the experience so well, I loved it. So I definitely recommend it to anyone. It is the foundation, I think, one of the big foundations of first-person shooters today. Yeah. Because pretty much all of them have narrative in it now.
2: Well, I think in its era, it did. It had the same impact that Halo had in its era. Yeah. So it's it's that pivotal of a game as far as gaming history goes. Um, but it was at a time when gaming was on le- a less grand scale, so it's a little less known about where Halo came out when gaming was gaming was booming.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason Half-Life is as big as it is. So, if it, I mean, it's not like Pong. Pong was the very first game, but we don't talk about Pong. People talk about Half-Life, and there's a reason for it. So go play that shit.
0: <laughs> play it. <laughs> I give it a rating of 20 out of 10, highest rating ever. No. <laughs> yep. uh, I give it half of that. With that being said, we, we do have a Half Life t shirt on the merch store, shopbunnystrike.com. It's one I created with a little crowbar. So uh, if you're excited, like I haven't
2: seen this one yet. It's a little, <laughs> no, you've seen it's it. a little crowbar. Yeah, it's, it's, a, no, it's, it's a massive
0: crowbar. <laughs> Plenty of girth. Don't worry, guys. It's, it's very. It, it, it works. That, for for that crowbar needs. could
2: break open the sides of a tuna can. <laughs>
0: it could. So with that, this has been the black Mesa. and pretty much half-life episode at this point. Uh, thank you for listening. Go buy some merch at the shopbunnystrike.com website. And we have some tasty stuff there. If you don't see something, if you see something there that, Maybe it needs to be changed a little bit. Let us know. Maybe you want a different color. Also, like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Uh, Follow us if you're on any of the other podcasting platforms that you listen to us. And thank you guys for listening and watching. You guys support us through this whole thing. It's awesome. It's been a great almost year, it feels like, in a couple of months. Yeah, I feel like we're we're deep in it, man. So thank you guys, and we'll catch you
2: guys next time. This has been the Games Revealed Podcast brought to you by Bunny Strike Studios. This is James. And I'm Tyson. And this is Shagwa and get your merch because it's tasty with some fiber beads and a nice Chianti. <sighs> oh gosh. Later guys. Peace
1: out.
0: Hey, welcome back guys. Hey, just real quick, make sure to check out shopbunnystrike.com and also to like, and subscribe and follow this podcast, whatever platform you're on. It helps so much. Thank you guys for listening and or watching because uh, we're on now on YouTube. We are also on Apple. Google, Spotify, whatever podcasting podcasting platform. And if we're not there, let us know if it's your favorite one. Maybe we'll try to get on there. So thank you guys once again for experiencing a great episode along with us. And we'll catch you guys next time. Later.